Este episodio de Word to Your Mama es patrocinado por McDonald's. Mira, no necesitamos otra razón para reunirnos en McDonald's, pero el crew sigue dándonos más. Recuerdo cuando era niña. Mm, no teníamos mucho, pero de vez en cuando, cuando alguien de la escuela tenía una fiesta de cumpleaños, lo celebraban en McDonald's. Y los crew members eran parte de nuestra comunidad. Es tu gente, tu comunidad y tu relación con el crew de McDonald's lo que hace que sea tu McDonald's. Todos tenemos un McDonald's especial. ¿Cuál es el tuyo? McDonald's. Me encanta. Hola, and welcome to episode 91 of Word to Your Mama. Word to Your Mama is a podcast about the life of a Latina mama, that's me, and the lives of my amazing multicultural tribe. It's a celebration of shared experiences navigating this dynamic world. There will be special guests, mad laughs, and absolutely no BS. Nah, B is our motto. Sex is by the segments, segment, segments by the supernatural bear. He's not going on 49. But other than that, this podcast will be explicit. Please believe it. Now, why do I have a wider range of guests, amazing guests on this podcast? It's because I come from the different industries and experiences. I come from music, art, design of vinyl tour world, and now Web3. And today we have Jasmine Ruiz. She is a comedian, dancer, writer, and actress. And I met her because I was maybe a couple of weeks ago, I think I mentioned this on Relatives or something like that, I was on the Rick H show, which she is co-host of. And but before that, though, I was already following her on the tip tops. So to be on their show, her and Rick show, and then I got to meet her that way was hella exciting. But then when she said yes to be on this show, I was like, it is on and popping. Um, she has an amazing story and she has a lot of things to say. So in this episode, we talk about you know, having the agency to claim all the titles, being nice, you know, being hella nice with it when it comes to her dancing, creating the things you you wish existed, the root of her character, Dr. G, that I had the honor and the pleasure of meeting when I was one of the guests on the Rick H show live. Uh, she also shares uh, a little more about the TV series she's currently writing that's, um, she said, about being a cycle breaker. And uh, yeah, so we had a great convo. And don't forget the Supernatural Bear Corner. Uh, the Supernatural Bear tells his version what he thinks it would be like to be a first gen uh, kid right now, you know, because he doesn't know anything else. So it's interesting to hear how, if he thinks it's going to be cool, if he thinks it's interesting, what his perspective is on if he was first gen Um Yeah, it, I don't know. It's interesting to see his perspective from, you know, from his crazy, his crazy brain. But uh, yeah, so let's get into this. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Is everything good? Yep, I can hear you. Good morrow, Jasmine. <laughs> What's up, Ritzy? <laughs> I'm the hell, I don't know. I, I told you, but I'm going to tell you again. I'm super excited. Thank you. I'm you excited on. too. Have this convo. Muchísimas gracias for being here. Of course. Uh, of let course. me start off like I start off all the time. How are you doing? ¿Cómo estás? Um, I'm all right. I'm all right. The weather's good. I'm looking forward to a wedding that I have in three weeks in Mexico. So I'm just your wedding or someone else's sailing. wedding. Someone else is getting married, oh, okay. but I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to be there, you know? <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, just been, just been working, writing and that's about it. Nice. Good to hear. How are uh, you? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's nine o'clock over here. And uh, on the on the West Coast, and I maybe about 10 minutes ago, fully awake, 
You know, it takes me a while to wake up. That's true. Um, All right. Well, I'm glad to be starting your day with you. (laughs) Exactly. So thank you so much. So I wanted to, I know you do a bunch of things, um, but you have a lot of different titles, a lot of different things. You're multifaceted, multi-passionate. But like if someone asks you today and they don't know you and they say, what do you do? How do you respond? I literally give them the list. I'm a comedian, writer, actress, producer. I do a little bit of everything. I'm a master of of none, but that's okay. I'm doing it all. I'm doing it all. I have a lot of passions. Oh, and I'm a dancer. In case you didn't know, I got some moves. Believe it. I literally give them the whole spiel. Oh, nice. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm Because I was like, you know, uh, listening to episodes, you know, I do an intro, my own intro in the beginning. So I was just wondering, you know, I would list everything, but I was just wondering when people do so many different things, how do they introduce themselves? Yeah, because I think it also tough. depends, right? Like mm-hmm. what environment you're in, maybe? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think I think how how I identify is something that is constantly growing. And the reason I say that is because, um, you know, I'm always trying new things and, um you know, if I try something new and I love it and I'm enjoying it and I'm good at it, then, you know, I'm always the type of person to identify as a thing. Like, like I went to Barnard, right. And we have this, um, uh, what's her face went to, went to Barnard. Um, God, Joanne Rivers. No. God, it's, it's blanking. It's blanking. (laughs) But this other woman went to Barnard and, um, she's a comedian and she's so funny. I, I Oh, she's old, but Joan she Rivers? said, Is that who you're Joan, about? I think it was Joan Rivers. Um, and she had said, what I love about Barnard is no one ever did anything. They became the thing. Mm. Like no one wrote poetry. She was a poetess, love you know, that. a poet, yeah. a poet, well, whatever. And I feel like I very much do that. You know, it's like, <laughs> if I'm dancing, like I'm a dancer, <laughs> you know, I'm writing, I am a writer and yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, and I was checking out some of your dance videos. So, what is the dance? Because I I went to performing arts high school. Ooh. I didn't do the dance classes because I was too rough. But but I would audition and, and still perform. Like, I would still get it, right? So, um, but I was never, like, too confident enough to call myself a dancer. And then I moved mm-hmm. to L.A. and I was like, I'm going to be a dancer. It was like, <sighs> you know, I'm a different era. So, it was like, fly, girls. It's on and popping. da, da, da. So that never happened. But um, have you all, has this been a long time thing or, and then you came back to it or what's the history with dancing? Cause I'm fascinated. Yeah. Yeah. So I've um, like growing up, I, I would watch all these music videos and, you know, it was just a big hobby of mine. I would dance, I would make my own choreo, you know, in middle school, <laughs> in, in elementary school, I was on like the after school dance team. I remember my first performance. <laughs> we did Thriller. I must have been like, I don't know, six, seven years old. I remember I cut up my suit. We did like a crazy nice Thriller performance. Um, Is there video school. of that? No, there's no video. Oh, that'd be Honestly, so I have one baby picture. Like infant, oh. one infant picture. Like I, I'm like, was I not love? Were we supposed to for a camera? What the hell was the problem? I'm convinced we were too broke for the camera. I don't, I don't know why there's no pictures of my childhood. Um... So, yeah. So, you know, I kind of just always danced. And uh, in college, I was on Sabor, which is Colombia's first Latin dance troupe. Oh, um, you know, we did all the salsa styles. We did some hip hop. We did some modern. We did reggae. Like we did we did everything. Um, and then after I graduated, you know, went into the corporate world and I kind of just it, it just fell off. Um, and then I joined back. I got into dance again with Urban Dance League um, in 2019, I think. Oh, nice. 2018, maybe 2018, 2018. Was it hard to get back into the groove, to pick nah, it up? Nah, nah, I wasn't rusty. I was nice. Ah. I was nice. Like, I was, <laughs> you know, like when you got it, you got it, okay? Rhythm's in my blood. Like Woo. I jumped back in like I never left. Um, and But since it. then, you know, I've gotten so much better, which is crazy because in 2020, I would dance a lot, you know, at home and you know, I started taking online dance classes and, um, you know, making videos and learning choreo. I didn't want to let it go. At some point I did for comedy and writing and all of that stuff. Um, and now, like now, uh, like a couple months ago, I just started the program again nice. and it's back like I never left. I was like, yo, I'm not even rusty. What's <laughs> up? Like, what's going on? <laughs> That's amazing because let me tell you, um, I reconnected with the choreographer from back in the days 
and she, we're both in L.A., right? So we're like, oh, let's go to, to one of the major dance studios out here. And we went. We hadn't danced in, psh, who's to say, 20 years. Or like, oh taking a real dance class in 20 years. And hip-hop back in the 90s, choreo, if you look at it, kids, it's hella different. different right? It's hella it's like, different. It's like, you know, little count slower counts. And now it's like, put my tattoo in, like, on the, you know, on the mm-hmm. ends and shit like that. So mm-hmm. we went, and we were like... It was tough. Uh, we talk yeah. about rusty. We were hella rusty. So yeah. that, I love to hear that. You know, no, nothing has passed. You are still nice with it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about where where were you born and raised? Where where were you mm-hmm. born and raised? Where they di- they didn't have a camera to to take a bunch of pictures of you. <laughs> yeah, you would think I was like in the combo of some random. No, I was born and raised in the Bronx. I was born and raised in the Bronx. You know, I got some pictures of like. You know, a little pictures here and there of eight, seven, nine, twelve, mm. but like no baby pictures. Like oh. before, before seven, there's no pictures. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> what the hell was happening for seven years? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, born and raised in the Bronx. I'm from Castle Hill. Um, shout out, shout out, shout out. Nice. Um, oh, let me not get a call right now. Who the hell? Scam, scam <laughs> likely? Yes, for sure. Um, <laughs> I wanted to get into uh, you know. On your site, you say, create the things you wish existed. Absolutely. So tell Absolutely. me, let's talk about that. Let's break that. Let's um, unpack that. Yeah, that that is a guiding force um, in my life when it comes to anything I create. Um, I only create what I want to see. Mm. You know, I don't create for an audience. I create for myself. And if an audience is out there that appreciates that, you know, content, then they're going to look at it. They're going to like it. Someone's going to be on the same page as me and appreciate that. Um, I I don't want to, I don't want to create for other people. You know, I'm not, you know, creating with the strategy of, okay, this is my audience. This is what they want to see. I want to do, you know, that that's just not my thing. Um, I want to create things that I want to see something that like I'm compelled to put Mm. out. Um, and that's really important to me, you know, it's how I make all my crazy videos, not to say that I've never created, um, for an audience and, you know, I have, that's how I learned like, Oh, that sucks. I don't know. Why the hell am I doing that? <laughs> you know, like if I'm not dying over my own video, if I don't think yeah. it's funny, why the heck am I posting that? Like for, for the algo, I just, I can't, I, I can't, I can't do that. I've tried it and I can't do it, which is probably why I'm like, kind of stuck at my, my, my follower count right now, but that's fine with me. I don't do it for the follower count. Yeah. Uh, you know, I create because there's something that I need to get up there. And a lot of my creation is cathartic for me, whether it's like a funny video or writing a joke or writing my show. Um, you know, it's like a, a means of expression. It's not just me doing something to do something. It's doing something that is not existing and I want to see it. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, when you talk about the, the, you know, being stuck or plateaued with followers, mm-hmm. I mean, I it, I don't think it's it's quantity it's quality right because yeah right now it's all about that like you know the micro influencer because people re- recognize you might not have I mean you have a grip of followers but like you know you might not have millions but the people you do have like ride for you yes they rock with you and you know I think that's really important um and also like the, the number it doesn't matter exactly. like i feel no different having 100,000 followers versus when i had 3 you know yeah. like i'm still doing stuff because i want to do it it doesn't change anything i ain't got $100,000 coming in every month you know you know what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just a number it's just a number um so i try not to focus on it i try to just you know keep doing what i'm doing that people like to see and i'm glad that they like to see it and some of my favorite videos have like no follow no likes you know it's like my favorite <laughs> but goes. like that's my personal favorite video yeah. i'm like wow that that really that was funny you know i don't care if no one liked it that's i still look at it and be like oh, i am my biggest fan <laughs> and that's how it should be and i think that for anyone listening who wants to create or that's um creative i think that's that's the key right that's the yeah. t- one of the big takeaways is what you said like I just started posting my face for the first time ever, which is hard uh, for me. Face, go post it. (laughs) (laughs) And and but it's like I was like I can't do those types of things. That's just not me. Like it didn't feel Mm -hmm. authentic and genuine. And I think it's 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 super transparent, right? People 
people can see that like oh she's she's not really into what she's doing yeah and i think people can feel it and see it and sense it and i and i love that you said you're doing it for you first if, yeah. they're, if they're down, they're down. But if you're doing it for you first, and I think that's what matters most. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, back in the days uh, uh, with music, in my gen, uh, gen X, in the back in the days in the 80s, it was you can only do one thing, only listen to one type of music. And I, I would never follow that. And I was like, well, but no, I like new wave and hip hop mm-hmm. equally. And so, and so I love how now you could do so many different things. But I think what I'm seeing, and let me know, what you think, or maybe you've never felt this because you're of another generation. People could do, I think also with access, with the internet, we have so much access to the world that you can be a writer, a comedian, you know, a dancer, so many things. Before it was just like hobbies, 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 side mm-hmm. things, side things. But now it's like, oh, I am this. And I love that. And I feel like, you know, your generation, younger generations, it's like no sweat off your back. It's like, right. no, yeah, I'm this. And I love that. So have you always been, have you always had that agency to declare mm-hmm. I'm this? Now I want to do this. It's like, I'm this. Um, I have always had that agency. Um, And that that's just because like, I've always been confident, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 that I I feel I know that that's very rare. You know, I feel like so many people these days, you know, lack confidence. And, um, you know, I've I've always had that. I've always felt like I have the agency to do whatever I want. And um, I'm also just the type of person that when I want to do something and I'm really passionate about it, um, I can't just do something and not feel like that thing because I'm naturally, I'm just like, I'm that bitch, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm just so gassed in my head of self-belief that like, whatever I'm doing, I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm this, you know? Um, and I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's ever anything I've done that I'm like, I, I'm not this, you know, I, I joined a basketball team one time. I, in, in middle school for like a few weeks. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think I was a basketball player, but you know, on the dance team, I was like, I'm a dancer. Yeah. So, you know, like that, that, that is also indicative to me, probably why I quit after two weeks. Um, is because it's because like, I wasn't, you know, feeling that so deeply that I was that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think that agency is, is important, but I, I would, I would agree with you that, you know, in having the internet, you can be things, you know, the, the internet is either going to be a distraction or a resource for you. You're either going to use it for entertainment or education or both. Um, but you can, you can literally be anything. There's a guide out there of how to do anything and you just have to find it. Um, and, you know, mix it up in a way that works for you so that you can, you know, reach, reach your goals and get to the place where you want to be. Um, but there, there's definitely you could you could do anything, you could be anything, right? So did you see? It, you, you know, I always feel that a lot of people are born a certain way, and then the environment and all these things come into play. Mm-hmm. But did you see? Was you being born with this? You know, tenacity. Mm-hmm. Was it enriched by seeing someone? Was there someone in your family or was there someone that you looked up to outside of your family that you saw, oh, they they're confident they do what they do and stuff like that? Um, so growing up, I didn't really have a lot of role models. Um, you know, I, I looked up to JLo because I'm from Castle Hill and she was from Castle Hill. And I was like, mm-hmm. it was just so obvious to me. I was just like, if she could be on TV singing and dancing and she's from Castle Hill, why the hell couldn't I do what right. I want to do? Right. You know, growing up, I always thought I wanted to be a singer. Um, I wish I had kept singing, but I heard myself when I first got an uh, answering machine and I was just like, <laughs> there's no future in that for me. Um, you know, I wish I had enough self-belief to be like, I'm going to learn how to get better. Um, but I did not, <laughs> um, which is fine. Um, you know, but I think, you know, JLo has always been proof to me that you could literally go from, it doesn't matter where you start off. Like you can get anywhere you ever want to go. And, you know, as I grow older and, you know, I follow more people there, that list just continues to grow of like people that I look up to um, or people that are proof that you can do anything, whether it's JLo, Jay-Z, Eminem, Russ, like, it, like you know, it's proof mm. that you can literally do anything. Speaking of Russ, well, how, I'm obsessed how did with you, him. Love him. How did you feel when he re 
when he uh, stitched your like, video. It's inevitable, you know, <laughs> like that's what's up. I was hella guys. I was like, yo, if I saw my video was good. He liked my little sprinkle. <laughs> you know, I was hype. I was hype. Um, yeah, you know, I love his work ethic. Um, I love the message in his stuff. And he, like he said, he's making equity rap. This is going to be out forever. It's not some like, you know, cute little fun shit for the summer. You know, it's real, a real message in there. And, you know, I don't like none of these new rappers. So I really appreciate, uh, I really appreciate someone with a message. And if you don't have a message, I, there's no way I'm listening to your stuff. Yeah. That's real. Oh, hilarious. So let's, let's talk about, about someone that I was privy enough to to get to know and get some advice from uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago i was on the one of the many things that you do you co-host the mm-hmm. rick h show with rick yes. h shout out to you know you guys are the um you know sister brother podcast to in latina podcasters network and you guys were awesome enough to have us a couple of us on and i got some sound advice from a dr g <laughs> he's the bomb. He got good advice. <laughs> he got good advice. You know, he's he's a gangster and he keeps it real. <laughs> I was like, we were like, all of us were looking like, what is happening? Rick's like, oh, I got a gift for you when someone comes on. To the- I'll have a link to to the entire episode on the show. Yeah, notes. You I don't want to drop that. So yeah, people I'm, could go see. It. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not gonna drop the gems or, or everything that happened. But just know that I met this amazing. What, 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 who was Doctor A therapist? Uh, Doctor G. He's a gangster. And gangster. He's a therapist. And he's a therapist. And yeah. the way that he provides therapy. Um, is very toxic and <laughs> he invalidates you by reminding you that uh it can always be worse and therefore you're just soft and you need to toughen up and keep it pushing um and i i think that is so funny and you know uh that character came from you know that that would happen between me and someone in my family quite often where you know we'd talk about things that we were going through and you know, anything I was going through was never like a real problem. It was, it was like, <laughs> my man, you ain't got no real problems. You're soft, you know, you worried about da, 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 and I'm and I'm over here struggling to eat. You know, you know, it was always like because they had it worse. It's like my problems never, never existed. Yeah. Um, and it was not a, it was never, never a funny moment uh, when, you know, that, that was real life. But I turned that, you know, I'm, I, I, I create cathartically. Um, I turned those memories that I had and those experiences into this funny character that he actually ends up making people feel better. You know, in real life, I never felt better after that. But I was like, well, what if it really worked? You know, what if what if people really did, you know, just see the brighter side? Like, yo, whew, it could be worse. Let me just... Let me toughen up. Let me let me let me get stronger <laughs> and keep moving. Um, and that is that is the birth of Dr. G. And you know, he's so funny. And I I just I love I love writing those skits. I love that. And I was like, how did how did she come in like full was that makeup? And then all of a sudden it's it like eyeshadow. <laughs> and then you just and then you just like it came out nice. Take um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Doctor Freeze, Doctor G is fresh. Um, you know, he got to stay fresh and clean. You know, it's always very chiseled, cut. His barber is on point. The lineup um, was on point. You know, the lineup is on point, and you know, he gotta he gotta stay fly. He gotta stay fly. Yeah, that was amazing. I mean, thank I, you, thank I, I know you. you have like probably more characters, but to be introduced to Dr. G in that way was fantastic. <laughs> and I would tell oh people, they're like, oh, I missed the live. I was like, it's cool because you can watch the entire thing anytime you want on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, mm-hmm. I would always tell them, I was like, you have to go to the end, all the way to the end, because I go, we get some advice from Dr. G. It's comedy. <laughs> You're gonna love it. So that's why I've been telling everybody they've been. Oh my god! It. Thank you, thank and you. They, I'm so glad love you love it. it. So, um, <laughs> okay. So let's get into the questions mm-hmm. and comments from the audience. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. First one. Okay. This I have two questions. Maybe we have time for a third. But from this mm-hmm. person, I'll, I'm gonna ask these two questions because one of them I asked when we had the live but it was right before we were gonna go live and you know how like there's that moment where it kind of like cuts out a little bit okay um so the first one is 
how do you how does she feel about the bodega boys breaking up and then the second question is the one spot in the bronx that she loves and this is from my hermana amiga uh, Word to Your Mama, episode 86, writer extraordinaire Lilian Rivera, also from the Bronx. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Cox sabe que tu familia no para. Por eso ofrece nuevos paquetes de internet que te brinda la misma velocidad y flexibilidad que esperas de Cox. Además, Panoramic Wi-Fi está incluido en algunos planes sin costo adicional. Es internet que sigue tu ritmo. Todo sin contrato anual, que significa que no hay molestos cargos por terminación anticipada. Desconectate de tu rutina, pero no de tu Wi-Fi cuando estás fuera de casa. Cox te da acceso a más de 3 millones de hotspots de Wi-Fi. Después de un largo día, reúnen la familia para una noche de películas con Contour Stream Player. Disfruta de deportes en vivo, tus programas favoritos en Hulu, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Paramount+, Plus y más con apps de streaming populares. Conoce más en cox.com diagonal español. Yes. Okay. Um, Bodega Boy is breaking up. So uh, I feel like, I mean, they're both great. And I feel like whenever you start as a pair naturally in life, you know, you guys are going to, because two people are different human beings, mm -hmm. they have different interests. So, you know, I wish them luck in, in what they're going to go on to do. Um, I think they're both hilarious. They're both funny. Obviously, we're always sad. Like, damn, yo. It's like when <laughs> Destiny Child broke up. It's like, damn. You know, but they go on to do their own things. And I think that that's just as exciting. Um, and, you know, there's so many episodes that we could go back and watch for, like, a really good laugh. So, I mean, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I, I, I feel like they're going to go on and they're ready for that next level. And that that's what's up. I'm proud. <laughs> And as far as favorite spot in the Bronx, hmm, let's see. Um, you know, I'm I'm straight off straight off the top of my head. I'm I'm thinking of a few spots. I'm thinking one Orchard Beach because in, in high school I would go there all the time. <laughs> um, I'm thinking Southern Boulevard and Fordham because those are like shopping central for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm always think um, also thinking about where. Um, uh, I spent some years, a few years living in Pelham Parkway. And, you know, I think it's so beautiful over there. I love, I love Morris Park. They have some really bomb ass food. Um, but of all the, and of, I mean, I'm from Castle Hill, but of all those spots, my favorite spot in the Bronx, um, I want to live in Riverdale. So, you know, I want to say Riverdale too, but I'm, I'm going to say Orchard Beach. I'm going to say Orchard Beach. I just spent so many, so many years, you know, going there and, just chilling, you know, that's like a lot, a lot of good core memories there. Um, and I know, you know, we call it Horseshit Beach, Chocha Beach. There's so many different names to this damn beach. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, you know, people go there like on the Puerto Rican Day Parade. When you didn't want to go to the parade, you went to the beach and everybody was on the beach, oh, you know, nice. and, you know, playing salsa and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I, and so, yeah, yeah, I have some really fond memories there. <laughs> nice. And then the next question and comment from the audience is 10 years from now. What yes. would have to happen for her to consider her career a success? And this is from your co-host, Rick H. Mm. What would have had to happen to, for me to consider my career a success? Um, well, first, am I happy? Mm. Uh, so I define success in a few ways. Um, you know, health, wealth, and happiness. I call it the Holy Trinity. Um, and, but like specifically in terms of career, um, for me, what's really important is um, happiness and financial freedom. And, you know, I know so many people might roll their eyes at them and be like, really money? But at the end of the day, money pays the bills. It's and um, I'm trying to live a 1% life. And um, 
not even a 1% life. I'm trying to live like a 0.1% life because, <laughs> you know, it, it's really, listen, you know, I have, I have a, a good job, a good day job. And, um, you know, I, I, there's a website where you could like plug in your level of education and your job and your income. And it tells you like what percentage you're in of your group. So whether mm. it's like other Latina women, you know, you, you could see what your percentage is. Um, and I'm already in a really high percent. And that makes me sad because I'm like, well, I, I don't feel like I'm done. I don't feel like I made it. I'm still budgeting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I want to live a life where I'm not budgeting. Right. Where that's not even a thing. And so for me to have success, um, you know, in 10 years, uh, I think I'll be successful if I have had, um, to, if I sold my show, Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a show and I want to sell it. Um, and I want to film it, you know, I I'm the writer and star of the show. Um, so I def that needs to happen within 10 years. If that doesn't happen. I think I'll be really sad. Um, <laughs> if I'm happy, um, if I'm growing like mm-hmm. in 10 years from now, like I don't even want to be able to imagine like the level I'm going to be at, you know, I want to, I right. want to, I just want to grow in every single aspect. You know, I want to know more about, you know, acting. I want to know more about writing. I want to know, you know I want to have had more experiences. Um, so I feel like, you know, success to me looks like having a lot of money to the point where I'm not budgeting, Right. not budgeting. That's like literally the, the goal. That's financial freedom for me. Um, and, you know, being able, of course, to like support my family um, and really just being happy and growing in my field, you know, and that looks like selling my show, uh, maybe being in another show, you know, maybe I, uh, maybe I have like some really cool partnerships. Maybe I, you know, am guest starring on some other like sitcoms or things that I really love or on shows on streamers, like things like that. I want to be like doing all of that. Love that. And so are 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 we able to hear a little bit more about the show that you have or is that like yeah. under wraps? Um no 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 um I'm writing it right now and I mean it's 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 very much inspired by my personal story which is a great one. So it's not like anyone could could steal it. I hate when people are like oh my god I want to steal no one is, no one can steal your show it's your show. <laughs> right. Um no one has your mind, you know? Um so yeah, so my show um the whole theme of the show is like uh being a cycle breaker and mm-hmm. um socioeconomic movement and it it i want to the show to focus on what are the difficulties of being the first in your family to go to college right. um you know being the first in my family to go to college created like it was 100% a life-changing opportunity and you know for anyone that doesn't know I went to Barnard College which is Columbia sister school so it's very elite institution like top 2 in the country and Um, You know, I I know a lot of people feel different about college. Some people are like, oh, college isn't all that. But for me, it was literally like a completely life-changing experience because it was such an elite institution. So, you know, I got a lot of experience to, you know, different people and of course, great courses. But, you know, unlike I think most schools, they taught me how to think. They taught me how to think. They taught me how to get to the bottom of things. They taught me how to be a seeker of truth. And, um, you know, I come from a culture where that is not the case. So because I have a college degree and I was able to learn and grow so much just in those four years and continue to do that, you know, until now, you know, being out of college eight years plus now, um, there, there has been like a a really huge divide between myself and my family because I no longer share the same belief systems or values or behaviors. And, it's something that no one talks about how, you know, uh, how moving and that that is an issue that results from moving classes. I That's what I believe, you know, because yeah. college helped me change classes. And I think these are class issues, you know, that that I'm having here. Um, and so I really want to talk about that. So, you know, the show follows, uh, you know, first generation college graduates, Puerto Rican from the Bronx, you know, basically me. Um, and she's navigating, you know, a corporate career. Um, her very crazy family from the Bronx. And, um, you know, she has her feet in these two worlds that never collide. And she's like this, this weird and this weird in between. And she doesn't really fuck with either world. You know, she's not corporate and she's also not, you know, 
from the hood anymore, yeah. you know, you know, yeah. like, like she doesn't embody that anymore. Um, and you know, she, and, and it's a, it's a com- comedy drama. It's a dramedy. Um, and so she also has like a dying social life because her and all her friends are like getting really deep into their careers and everyone's doing well, but that means that they're not seeing each other anymore. So she's trying to navigate like all these different things. Um, that's like, very quick summary of the plot, but, uh, yeah. And so you're going to see a lot of her and, um, you know, how she's going through, uh, these different, you know, situations and how she's chasing her dreams and, you know, the difficulties that come with, um, her, her life choices. I love that. I can relate mm-hmm. to 1000%. I was the first one in my family to go to college and I wanted to find out. Uh, I, I think so many of us can relate from all the different generations, um, mm-hmm. especially being first gen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I did a I did a talk for Wonder Woman Tech one a uh, couple years ago, 2020. I think the first year of the pandemic. And in my in my talk, I talk about how I'm the first in my family to go to college. And mm-hmm. then I had who's now one of my mentees who reached out because of that talk. The question she asked and, and the question that she asked made me realize that I never even re, like I never even noticed that that's what happened to me, too. She said, how do you navigate being the first in college when your family when it should be like a happy moment, but your family and those in your neighborhood. Don't treat it as such. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's a great question, because the same thing happened to me where I was like this is a huge accomplishment. Someone in the family is going to college. Like this should yeah. be celebrated. But instead it was like, oh, you think you better than us? <laughs> right? Mm, I hear same, you. Same thing happened to her. Same thing happened to me. And so what I told her is that you have to just do you because yeah. what, the, how what, they're not reacting to you. They're reacting mm-hmm. to their own situation. To themselves. To themselves and where they're at and their complications and their trauma and their issues. I was like, so you just concentrate on you? Mm-hmm. I go, people without telling you, I go, time can pass. And those that are going to see it and change and see how good it, this is for you and how good mm-hmm. it is for the neighborhood to see someone mm-hmm. to, to, to quote unquote get out and make it and, and yeah. better themselves they'll see it and those who don't they'll be stuck and it'll be unfortunate and sad i was like but there'll be people that see you and you'll probably never hear about it but there'll be someone a little boy a little girl in your neighborhood that said ah she made it or she did something Mm -hmm. she said she had a goal and she set out and she's better for it now you know she's in tech she's in tech now and she's almost going to graduate so i was just like so i was wondering that happened to me you know, some people came around and, and fucking apologize in a Latino family. Unheard of. But it happened. And, <laughs> nice. I, and I keep it. Um, but, you know, so was that the case for you? Did you get some like pushback? Um, for the, the case for me, you know, everyone, I, I serve a very interesting uh, role in, you know, my immediate family. Um, I feel like I am, you know, proof that there is good in us. You know, and, you know, like everyone's very proud of me and that is a house phone, you know, I love it. Old school. It's grandma's. Um, Everyone is very (laughs) proud of me um, and everyone appreciates, you know, how far I've come and and what I've done. There's this that that's great. Yeah. The thing is, everyone loves that I'm smart, but no one loves when I'm smart with them. Right. People love like, oh yeah, Jasmine is, you know, she's this, 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 and this. But when I bring that to them specifically, whether it's making a comment about, okay, but why would you do that? Whether it's making like a critical comment or giving some type of constructive feedback, no one wants to hear it. Then it's like, oh, why are you getting smart with me? Well, because I'm smart. (laughs) Exactly. Because I'm smart. And, you know, I feel like, you know, I don't know. I think it's a culture thing. People don't like to hear the truth. And, um, you know, the truth hurts and therefore people try to lie about the truth. And Mm. I am a seeker of truth. And, you know, even sometimes to my own detriment, I make sure the truth is spoken, even if it doesn't have to be. And that is like one of my personal flaws, you know, (laughs) like if I could just bite my tongue, you know, a lot (laughs) of a lot of arguments would be avoided. But that's very draining for me. Yeah. Equally as draining as fighting about things. But um, (laughs) yeah, you know, I feel like 
I feel like it's difficult. It's, it's a difficult spot to be in when people praise you for, you know, a ton of qualities, but then they don't like to see those qualities um, in action yes. when it comes to them specifically. So, you know, and, and like you said, that just comes from other people, you know, living in their head and identifying with their traumas and things like that. Um, and that that is just, that's one of the, uh, you know, dividing factors. And that that's just growth, you know, that growth. is literally just growing. Yeah. And, you know, if you're not growing, I, I don't believe in stagnancy. To me, you're either progressing or regressing um, and there there is no stagnancy. So yeah, yeah, I, I it is, a, it's a difficult spot to be in. Um, but nonetheless, like you said, you just gotta do what's right for you. And, you know, I, I had this conversation um, recently and, you know, I, I told my mom, you know, this is gonna be like what? But I told my mom, you know, my like, I don't, I don't need your permission, I don't need your approval, you know, I don't, I'm gonna do me regardless, um, whether or not you know you like or approve, because I'm a grown woman and I don't, I don't need that. And I feel like, especially in Latino cultures, like people do not stand up to their parents, and I've never been of that ilk. <laughs> you know, my mom <laughs> raised me like you, you stand up for yourself, and you know. I stand up to her too. I stand up to everybody. I don't care who it is. Um, because at the end of the day, I feel like you need to protect yourself and no one's going to do that more than you. Exactly. And that's very important. And, you know, our, our culture doesn't understand boundaries, et cetera, et cetera. And yes. so, you know, to, to put them in place, you're going to have to, you're going to have to, uh, be willing to stir the pot. Yeah. A lot of pot stirring, but I really of- am excited. <laughs> Let, let's put it out there. Let's put the good energy. It's not, if your show will get made when it's, it's when. when it's when and yeah. i can't wait to see it because there's so many people can relate that feeling of i'm not 100 percent over here i'm not 100 percent over there how do i do this and then like and how do i make my own path because yeah. none of these exist that like none of these existing paths are right for me exactly and i think that's why we're first gens are dope because mm-hmm. first gens are dope and the ones that you know, we we were the first to do such and such and, and venture out into the world. We show people the, what's possible. But I feel that a lot of us were dope because it was so tough for us to navigate, but we made mm-hmm. it through. Like you and I yep. are here talking today because we made it through. There's still more to do, but mm-hmm. we made it through and we've we've created, there was no lane. We created our own lane. Yep. And I feel yep. like that's hella important. Um, so I'm excited to see your show Thank do we you. have a working title yet um i do have a title we don't have to share you know i'm a little i'm a little i'm a little protective of the title of course, but it's phenomenal it is a phenomenal title <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it is I, I can't wait i can't wait um okay so let's get into the not so rapid fire questions the aka slow as hell questions are you ready <laughs> okay. jasmine i'm ready okay first one three words to describe yourself um, joyful, um, inquisitive and light. Love it. Next one. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, keep going, keep going. That's going. That's amazing because that's simple, but all encompassing. (laughs) It's all encompassing. It's like, You know, I, I've, I've received a lot of advice. I've talked to so many people and I'm, and I am, you know, because I'm so inquisitive and always trying to grow, I'm always asking people questions, you know, I'm like, well, what do you think? And what did you do? I'm, I'm always trying to learn from people's lives. I love listening to podcasts and stuff like that. Um, and I, I've received a lot of advice. Um, I would say keep going and, and, and learning that you, you, you have to just protect yourself and you, oh, you only have, um, time out, keep going. Yes. But life is a single player game mm. that, 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 that like sentence in and of itself completely changed my life because for a long time, like I was so sad that like my friends were never around, you know, I didn't have a, like the closest community now I have all of that. Um, but I remember a time where, you know, like, like I said in my show, everyone was very much into their careers and I wasn't seeing people and I felt very alone. I had my partner, but it's different. Um, you know, a partner cannot fulfill the needs of an entire community. And, um, you know, my partner told me, he was like, life is a single player game. And it literally just like something unlocked in my head. And I was like, Oh my God, like 
Like I am the CEO of my life. I need to make the choices that are right for me. And I need to do that whether or not someone is around and whether or not there's someone to do it with. And I really learned um, mostly through quarantine um, how to really, you know, do things alone and how to be my, my person and live like that number one character. Um, so, you know, yeah, I would say life is a single player game and keep going because that's literally like the answer to success is to just keep going. Like if you give up then yeah. also, if I give up, like, well, what am I, what am I saying yes to for the rest of my life? Right. Like my, my day job. <laughs> me now. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, I would never forgive myself if I gave up on my dreams. Absolutely not. Um, so yes, keep going. Life is a single player game. Love that. Um, do you mind me asking what is your day job? Um, yeah, so I do, uh, I'm a senior product developer, um, for Macy's corporate. Um, so I, you know, I work with, uh, designers, um, overseas vendors, negotiate pricing, um, nothing, nothing crazy, exciting, nothing creative. Um, so yeah, like my side hustles and my passions bring me all my happiness and, um, I mean, I have a great team and a very good company work culture, which is why I've been there for so long. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Like my, my day job is not fulfilling me. So like, but my passions do, and there's no yeah. way I could ever give that up, you know, just keep going, keep going. And, you know, mm-hmm. and we talked about this as uh, the two episodes ago with Sket, where, you know, you learn as a being creatives, you know, we're creatives <clears throat> having that short time, long time in corporate, I think helps us out so much because when mm-hmm. you're pitching your show, you know, Oh, it has to appeal to the creatives, but most mm-hmm. importantly to the suits and how, right. what's the language that I have to present this in so that they understand this is going to help them because that's right. the bottom line, right? At being right. a corporate, that's what you learn. Like I'm right. just a small piece in a bigger system mm-hmm. and the bottom line is the numbers, the, the numbers. Money the money so is it gonna make money (laughs) is it gonna make money like give me the key items of how this is gonna benefit me and i feel Mm -hmm. like the my for me and my a lot of my friends that i have or people that i have on this podcast is that that helps us out so much to navigate Mm -hmm. that so absolutely good good to hear and also managing people it's it's managing personalities because when the show happens the writer's room, uh, the actors, the producers, blah, blah, blah. It's managing people. How do we mm-hmm. manage? If you're managing a team, you have a team and, mm-hmm. and you're good with that. You know, oh, oh, this person's going to need this type of stuff. Or right. oh, this person, I need to talk to this person this way, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's invaluable. That's gold. Cool. Okay. So next Absolutely. question. What is your go-to song to get you hyped? Ooh, Russ, do it myself. <laughs> I don't need her. I don't need him. Fuck it. I do it myself. That gets me so hype. It never fails. Never fails. Never fails. Um, it's my number one right now. I love that. And also, it'll be the first time that Russ has been added to the Word to Your Mama guest hype list. Let's go. So I'm going to have always, as always, it's in the show notes. So I add whoever's the, the latest, I add it and I put it to the top of the list. But you can, you know, listen to it on, on Shuffle or whatever. I'm going to have to go get that. <laughs> first time Russ is on. Ding, ding, ding. Um, okay. Final question. Yes. Jasmine. What will be your legacy? What will be my legacy? Oof, I love that question. The obituary question. <laughs> um, <laughs> the um, obit. The obit. Um, so when I think of legacy, I think of um, the lives that I want to impact. And so I'm saying this from my current position right now in life. See. And then my, my like 30 years down the line, goals, because I do have those, um, you know, I want my legacy to, um, to be taking, I want to provide, um, opportunities for like, I was born in projects in the Bronx and I made it to Columbia Barnard. And, um, that is, that is such a rare story. And 
that I have a problem with that being a rare story. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I really have a dream long term to I want to open up a boarding school um, and I want it to be from like K through 12. And I want it to be a feeder school into like all the Ivies or any other, you know, great, amazing colleges. There are so many. Um, And so I really want to get involved in education. So I want that to be part of my legacy, um, you know, in giving those opportunities to other people. And I want it to be a school that like teaches you like the real life goals that you need to know, teaches you how to think, uh, a school that teaches you um, based on what your natural inclination is. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a creator, but I was put into this box with everybody else and we all had to learn the same thing. And I think that's the way you kill uh, creativity and you kill people's drive and passion. Um, So I would like to have a curriculum that is, you know, dedicated, like, specific for each student based on what their natural inclinations are. Um, so that I definitely want education to be part of my legacy and, you know, providing opportunities to other children that were just like me. Um, and, um, I'm also Puerto Rican and, you know, I do want to move back to Puerto Rico at some point. And I say move back because that's where my family came from. Um, but you know, my mom was, my mom was born, uh, in, in Florida. And, uh, my dad was born in PR. He came here. Um, and so I really want to move back to PR at some point. And so my legacy there, um, you know, I do want to, um, I want to, I want to create jobs for people on the Island. I don't know how yet, but I know it's something that I really want to do. Um, you know, whether it's like start a coffee farm, a sugar farm. I don't, I don't know. I want to, I want to create, create jobs, you know, um, something for people, uh, you know, NPR, Um, So I want that to be part of my legacy. Um, And of course, you know, I want to make uh, impactful um, TV shows that like really tell the stories of, you know, people whose stories are not usually told, you know, stories like mine um, and so many others. I I even have like other like show ideas um, that I already like they're in the vault. And I'm like, that's going to be another show I make. Like show number two, I already got it down in my head (laughs) and I haven't even sold show number one, Um, but I got it in my head already. Um, So, you know, I want to, I want to tell stories of, you know, uh, communities who, whose story needs to be told. Um, Don't want that to be part of my legacy. And last, like above, like all of that, you know, is great, but I really want to be, you know, remembered on my legacy to be like bringing joy, um, I, I live in a state of joy, no matter what, like, obviously I have bad days and stuff, but like my number one goal in life is to just have fun, you know, <laughs> like have as much fun as possible, which is why, like, you know, I do all these fun, creative things and I want my career to be those fun, creative things. Um, and, you know, I want to spread that to other people. Um, you know, like I said, you know, one of the three words to describe myself is a light. I, re- I really feel like I am a light and, um, Um, I think other people feel that and notice that too. And it's always appreciated. And, you know, I always love meeting other people the same way. And so I definitely want that to be part of my legacy. Jasmine. That's very long answer. No, no, it's good. That's why it's the slow as hell questions. Cause I want people to like, you know, get into it. Some people don't have an answer and they're figuring it out on the spot. Some people, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like you've all, you've known this, like it's been in you and and you know that this is what I want to do because I think your life for you, it seems like your legacy is just your, your life mission of what you're Mm -hmm. trying to achieve. So I'm super excited. I feel, I don't know. We just met like literally like a couple of weeks ago, but you do have a light and I'm drawn to people with the light. And um, I have certain feelings and I feel it in my bones that whatever you set out to do, it happens. So we'll see your show. We'll see your show. Thank you. Absolutely. We're going to see the education. Oh, it, oh, Where's Jasmine? Oh, she she's at her house because, oh, she lives between her house over here and her house in Puerto Rico. So please yes. believe it. It's all going <laughs> to happen. So Jasmine, tell the people, I'll have it in the show notes, but the people that are listening to take mental notes, where can mm-hmm. everybody find you and, and, and anything you want anyone else to know? Break it down. Yes, of course. Um, you guys can find me at Slay with Jazz. That's S L A Y W I T H J A S. That is my tag on all platforms. Um, go check out my funny videos on TikTok, uh, Instagram. I actually do have a YouTube also. It's not updated, um, but at some point I was creating a dance vlog, um, just that. documenting my journey as a dancer. So 
you know, got some moves in there and some recaps, <laughs> you know, that's fun. Um, and, you know, no one ever looks, but like my highlights on Instagram, if you go all the way to the right, uh, you know, you can see my like basic bitch coffee segments and my cubicle talks. And it's oh, from years on. ago, but it is so funny. And it's just, it, it cracks me up and <laughs> it'll, it'll crack you up too. Um, so I hope you guys check that out and just stay tuned for what I got going on. Um, my website is jasmine.nyc and you can see at the top, there's a bunch of little microphones of all the different podcasts that I have been featured on. So feel free to look at that too. Sweet. Muchísimas gracias, Jasmine. I really appreciate gracias, you. I'm excited to see, you know, everything that is coming our way from you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Ritzy. It was great talking to you. And now introducing the Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural Bear. Hello, I'm DSMB, and that intro is quite outdated. I've been begging my mom to make a new one, so hopefully we'll have a new one by next episode. No promises, though. So today we're answering the question, what if... Um, so... You know, I have a quite supportive family and stuff. They're really nice. They support me and... Yeah. But I was just thinking how it would be. How it would be to, um... Be a first-generation person whose parents are immigrants and don't really know that way in America. You get what I'm saying? Um, I have one word for what that would be. And it starts with a B. Haha. <laughs> and if you couldn't tell already, that would be bad. Because having parents that know less about America than you do, that'd probably be really bad. Um, Yeah, I'm saying that. I'm not saying that you should be ashamed I'm of who you are. You're whoever's listening right now. You are an amazing person or you guys are amazing people. Um, But that would really suck like honestly not having supportive family it's really good to cherish your family when they support you because you know next for one minute you're having pizza parties and chuck e cheese with your best friend played uh, i don't know uh uh pac-man in 83 then the next day you're just like your mom barely knows how to speak english your dad, uh, I don't know, went out for milk or something, and it's just drab, plain, uh, f- not fun, bad child. Like that would suck. Um, and I'm pretty sure we've all had our moments where we like, like, parents, I hate you, I don't like you, but we should really be grateful for what we have. These parents, they're amazing for most of us. Like, for most of my ki- like my friends and stuff, um, we've all had a moment where we didn't like our parents. But, hey, <laughs> at least it wasn't like that. Um, so, just basically a lesson to be grateful for what you have. This is just a lesson put on my tailpipe. Um, but, yeah, really important to be grateful for what you have. Um... Because you might not appreciate it until it's gone. You shouldn't not appreciate it till it's gone. Because that's bad. Um, but anyway, this was the SMB Corner. And I'll s- see you guys in the next episode. Stay safe, guys. Until all are one. All new catchphrase. Let's go. Yes. Should we do? There you have it, folks. Episode 91 with Jasmine Ruiz. How awesome and dope is she? And don't we all want to see that TV show? We need it. Uh, Gordita Chronicles canceled. Uh, That one movie, Batgirl, canceled. We need it. Representation matters. We don't need Franco to be playing Latinos. Like, we don't to be playing Fidel. There's plenty. And we need this. Sorry, got a little passionate about it. 
But yes, and then the supernatural bear, I mean, no clue. <laughs> I don't think it sucks, but it would definitely be different. Um, I just, you know, try to try to remind him and try to try to let him know that there's all different types of experiences. And I also, you know, for days, tell him stories of how it was for me growing up as first gen in the 80s. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Gen X timers. Again, thank you so much for all your support. You know where to look for all any links of importance that were mentioned in the episode in the show notes. In the show notes and the app that you listen to. Also, if you happen to go to wordtoyourmama.com, you can email us, DM us, what have you. Other ways to support, become a patron. Become a tr- patron on Patreon. Buy us a whiskey, be a buy us a coffee. Um, let's see what else you can, uh, buy something from the store. We got t-shirts, we got prints, we got enamel pins, we got all kinds of things. And, um, also something that's free is tell your folks, tell your peeps and tell your friends. That's it. Super simple. You know, leave a a review. Boom, boom, boom. But if there's anything you have, you want to be you know, part of the conversation, part of the episodes, whether it's the regular episodes, whether it's the once a month and the nerd out with me and T.I., uh, who is Lisa Jenkins. Uh, it, she's white. She's not black. Don't let the name fool you. And we talk about what we're currently nerding out at. And then uh, also the relatives. That's me and my relative, Naisha. And we chronicle our movie type moments from when we met and back in uh, junior high, middle school for, for the current kids. So, yeah, you know, if there's anything you want, anything, questions, any, you know, comments, whatever, and you, you want us to answer them, you know, shoot us email, DMs, whatever. And, uh, yeah, I'll call it a day. And as always, we reap. Word to Your Mama is owned and produced by Ritz P. Intro Beat, produced by Nico Beats. If you want to know more, you want to email us, you want to get the media kit, go head over to wordtoyourmama.com. Word to Your Mama is now part of the Latina Podcasters Network. And as always, Word to Your Mama is brought to you by ritzperiwinkle.com.